You are now experiencing the roller coaster known as country music. Sit back, relax, keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times, fasten your seat belts, and be sure to tip your waiters and waitresses. Now, without further ado, your guides, Ryan and Jordan. This is the Country Music Critic. I mean, I hate to be like this in the beginning, but when I grew up in a time where you could actually afford to get concert tickets, (laughs) my kids actually thought that there was a hope when they heard that Morgan was coming to Louisville that Dad may be able to get tickets. Well, you can. You got to get rid of one of your kidneys, though. Well, yeah. Or take out a second mortgage. You used to be able to sell a testicle. I mean, this is bullshit. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, you can come up with inflation, and this person's got their hands in it. This person's got their hands in it. Yeah. The cost of fuel and tour buses and all that shit. Yeah. I mean, who are we? Mm -hmm. We're the fans. That puts you there. Right. You could do something. I'm okay with $200. I heard an analogy by a comedian. And I was really taken aback by it because what he said, it was explained to him by his daughter. He said that she told him, and I think at the time she was like 12 or 13, she is like you. She is uh, dyslexic. So she looks at things a little different. Yeah. Um. But she's seen this. Like, she went to one of his comedian shows. It was Bert you know, Kreischer's, who the you know, comedian was. Yeah, he's uh, a fan of Garth, right? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> that's great. I, I actually think he is. Yeah, Tom Segura is the one that's a really big fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Bert. Was talking about he brought his family to one of his uh, shows, and it was coming up for her birthday. He bought her an iPad. So after you know she got the iPad for her birthday, she says, "Hey, Dad, how many you know shows did you have to do in order to you know buy me this?" He said, "Well, he said just one." She said, okay, how many you know, people had to, or, you know, how many seats did you have to sell in order to, you know, buy this? He said, um, probably, you know, 30 tops. She said, okay. She said, uh, she said, okay, how many of those people didn't really have a whole lot of money to waste or like to spend extra on coming to your show. He said, well, my fans, he said, maybe you know, uh, 10 of those 30. She said, okay. So how many of those uh, 10, you know, how many hours do they have to work in order to make that much money and, and like to be able to go to, you know, <clears throat> to be able to afford to go? He said, well, I mean, you know, some of them, I you know, could have had to work all day. She said, so 10 people had to work an entire day in order for me to be able to get this iPad. And he said that really put things into perspective. For sure. Because he's making this large amount. And all the fans are coming out, and they're spending their hard-earned money that they had to work hours for, maybe a day, maybe a week. You know, uh, Morgan... When he's on tour, he's asking his fans, if you buy two tickets, he's asking them to work a couple of weeks in order to be able to afford that. For a normal person, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. some people make that in a week, no yeah. big deal. Yeah. For, you know, $500 for you know, two tickets, or uh, for one ticket. So if you get two, that's 1000 Some people make that in a week. Some people make it in a day, hell, but... Yeah, but to have it to spare. Yeah, the average person does not make that. No. The average person has $1,000 maybe every two, three, four weeks extra. Like, because you got to think of bills and everything else. I mean, that's... You got to be scrounging everything else cut out to have that extra. And a family of five, that's $2,500. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. And I mean, I get 
he paid his dues. He's played bars where nobody was there. He worked his way up. I see it and I understand it, but nothing justifies anybody to charge that much. Well, it's supply and demand at its finest, but the issue is, yes, there is a demand. The supply is great for some people. I'm, I don't really care for it, but whatever. Yeah. It's not my cup of tea, but you're shitting. You're shitting on your fans. Like on, on the ones who the, are going to show up all the time. And, and not to piss these girls off, but you're foolish. My next door neighbor, she's a sweetheart. She is the, one of the nicest people ever. She paid $665 to see him. She might as well throw an extra dollar. That's a devil. I, I mean, you know, it, it's, it just does not make sense to me. And this is what I do. And I hope a lot of people do it. And I'm not trying to hate on him, but on my way to work, when I pull up Spotify, and he's in the top that I normally play, he's the reason I did not play him all week over this damn ticket thing. <laughs> and I know I didn't I didn't achieve nothing. I'm not yeah. boycotting him. I'm not saying for you guys to boycott him. Yeah. But there has to be something done. And it's not somebody else's fault. Somebody right. has to step up and take the plates. But as long as you people keep, you know, borrowing money to go see somebody yeah. that you're not really getting an experience, okay? I've seen a lot of other artists that will at least put on a show. He's yeah. walking around high fine, whoop de doo he makes you feel like you're in the club. Yeah. But I just, my mind does not put it two and two together. And he's Even not the only one the money, that's charging I don't charging think I would have done it. Right. Yeah, I, no. I couldn't have. No, not Even that if much. I would have had the money. No. And I seen the pit tickets on StubHub, mm-hmm. four or $5,000 for one. Four or $5,000. You know what you can get at a brothel in Las Vegas for four or $5,000? You know how many times you could go <laughs> on like a family vacation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Half that's, that. That's a week. You can spend yeah. a week somewhere. Anyways. But he's not the only one that's done, having it. No, too, he's not. I mean, Taylor Swift not. got done like that, but it wasn't on her, though. She came out. She said, I did not ask for this. To he's not, this. though. He's not coming out. Yeah, man. He don't care. They're going to keep buying it and showing up. But you know what I am happy about this week on TikTok? What? The world has finally seen what I've seen in Lainey Wilson. Yeah. She's got a dump truck. <laughs> and everybody is on that train right yeah, now. Well. It was funny. She posted a TikTok, and she's like, this is kind of weird. I can't even look at TikTok as a person because there's so many people talking about my butt. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But you know she loves it. Yeah. How could you not? You know? Anyways, <laughs> it is long overdue to talk about this next artist that we're going to be talking about because it was requested it was for requested. us to talk about it. And we were going to do it anyway eventually. You were dying to do it. I was. Because... I'm surprised he wasn't in our first top ten. Yeah, honestly, ah, well, I, I I didn't I didn't realize it was a top ten. <laughs> no, I'm saying like the top ten, yeah. first the first episodes. ten, the first ten. Yeah, the first ten. Well, I ain't saying top. We did some mm, yeah top ones. The first episode was Morgan Wallen. I know. Mm. Yeah, hindsight <laughs> is what it is. But I'm 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 falling off that train. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. I was on it, but. Here lately, I'm like, come on, dude. I mean, you expect me to buy into this shit? He's got some good songs, and he's talented, but he's yeah. nothing compared to the guy we're doing today. Oh, no. I like, and when it comes to talent. When it comes to country music. Yeah. When it comes to just music talent, it doesn't matter what genre. This man, he his voice, unlike mine, his mind just cracked. Yeah. <laughs> but he, man. I don't even know anybody who's even close to his voice. And, of course, if you don't know by now, we are indeed talking about Mr. Christopher Alvin Stapleton.
you listening to? <laughs> we try to come in there like Morgan. Easy now. <laughs> Morgan, no. And here's his the wife, th- Morgan. Not oh, not oh, Morgan. Wallen. Okay, <laughs> I was about to say. All right, so I just want to get this out there. So many artists knew how great he was yeah, for like years. ten years yeah. before the whole <clears throat> world did, mm-hmm. and I truly feel like. We were at a time when he released this album to where it was so much bro country that it was unreal. And the record labels, they were seeing the comments. They were seeing the hate. And they're like, we've got to get somebody that's country. Yeah. And they got him at the perfect time. Yeah. He was there for a long time. It was just a matter of somebody throwing him a bone. Did you know that he played the Plaza Theater and the Spillway like a year before this happened? For the people that aren't, you know, local to where we live, that's little small uh, venues in Bowling Green and Glasgow. Um, It's just kind of, it's wild some of the talent that have been through, and he was one of those people. Uh, So... I'll introduce you to his childhood. Mr. Christopher Alvin Stapleton was born April 15th, 1978 in Lexington, Kentucky. He grew up in Staffordsville, Kentucky, outside Paintsville in Johnson County. My brother actually used to date a girl in Johnson County. That's where she was from. Hmm. So I went up there. They have the, uh, they have a, like a, a Christmas parade, or no? It's a it's a summer. Is it called Apple Days or something like that? I, I, I don't remember think that. I've heard of it. Yeah, it was pretty cool though. Like it was, it's a nice little town, nice little mountain town, yeah. Eastern Kentucky. Uh, his mother Carol, she worked at the uh, you know local health department. His uh, father Herbert Joseph Stapleton Jr was a coal miner. His older brother, Herbert Joseph the third, younger sister, Melanie Brooke. So he had two siblings. He was the middle child. Um obviously and I, I mean from what I I found, you don't really see a whole lot about his childhood as far as yeah. and what he did because he's I mean he's kind of reserved he's, I I seen a photo that he shared I think it was in and I could be wrong on the year was it 78 he was playing football in high school definitely not he was born in 78 okay so maybe it was like 80s uh, <clears throat> was it in high school yeah, yeah no it was in the 90s oh okay wow he actually really I'm gonna get to that, that. He graduated from Johnson Central High School. He played linebacker. He's a big dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, he is, I think what he wears is a little deceiving. He looks a lot bigger than he actually is. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I mean, he's he's tall, don't get me wrong. And, I mean, if he was a fish, you wouldn't throw him back because he's not little. But yeah, it, it's kind of, I don't know, just it's little part of his get up i think which he's always worn that so i mean that, that's just what he likes to wear i guess what he's comfortable in but <clears throat> he played linebacker for johnson central at a time when uh the best uh, quarterback in the entire country was in the area that he played in he played against Lyon county high school which was the home of Future number one draft pick by the Cleveland Browns, Mr. Tim Couch. Uh, Tim Couch played at the University of Kentucky. Actually, a full circle moment. He was brought in by Hal Mummy. Hal Mummy had an assistant coach called Mike Leach. I don't know if you heard about Mike Leach this week, but he passed away. He had a massive heart attack. He was the head coach at uh, Mississippi State University. He passed away on Monday or Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday, actually, when he passed away. But he was the one who invented the air raid offense. Uh, Tim Couch was the first uh, beneficiary of the air raid offense. 
it earned him a number one draft pick and millions and millions of dollars with the Cleveland Browns. And in high school, they fought against each other. And I actually think Mr. Stapleton ended up on the good side of that of that fight a couple times. He uh, he was actually you know, pretty good. He held his own. So I'm going to need you to speak English. <laughs> I have no you're, I, clue. You were asking me about football. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm, I'm teaching a little bit. I had a moment where I thought I was going to be a football coach. A brief <laughs> moment. Yeah, I thought I was going to be a gynecologist too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Also in high school, I'm not sure if you were aware of this. Did you know he was the valedictorian? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Wow. For those of you who don't know what That's that means pretty impressive it means he's the smartest person in his class that was me at one time uh-huh <laughs> okay i thought i was the valley victorian i was just kind of he was homeschooled ladies and gentlemen i didn't understand why they didn't like name it <laughs> if it wasn't for that dog that was in the class with him he would have got it yeah <laughs> they had to burn down the school to get me out of the third grade Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. <laughs> for sure so uh, after high school he attended uh vanderbilt which is a very prestigious school uh for music right uh no he actually really? went to pursue engineering could you imagine what a loss of talent that would have been <laughs> well he wasn't there for long he was there for a year and he realized that he really wanted to be in the music industry so he dropped out to pursue yeah, music but yeah. he went for engineering because that's what his you know, dad does. His you know, dad was an engineer with the uh, uh, coal mining company yeah. up there. So he thought that's the, you know, the route he wanted to go. But he changed his mind and for by far the better. Um, so in 2001, which was the year I graduated high school, he moved to Nashville, Tennessee. After he had moved you know, back to Kentucky, you know, dropped out of uh, Vanderbilt. He pursued you know, music slowly. He wasn't in Kentucky very long after that. When he moved back, started pursuing music again. He signed a publishing deal with Seagale uh, Music. Couldn't read my own writing. Um, in 2007, he became the front man for the bluegrass band, The Steel Drivers. Yes. And uh, I, I seen them on a billboard to perform in Glasgow as well. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, that was that was a thing in this area at least. They had two albums, each reached number two on the bluegrass chart. And after three years in 2010, Stapleton left. Um, in 2010, he founded a southern rock band called the Johnson Brothers. Um, they released one album in 2010. They toured with the Zach Brown Band regionally until 2013. Okay. That's just four years before it exploded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, in 2013, they signed to Mercury Nashville as a solo artist. And he released his first single, which was a song we just listened to. Uh, it's called What Are You Listening To? It was released October uh, 13th. Actually, you know, October of you know, 2013. And you know, during that time, he was still writing a lot of music. Hadn't really released a whole lot more, but he had some songs that showed up on uh, Valentine, uh, Valentine's Day, the movie, and, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip, <laughs> and Hell or High Water. His uh, that single. was a hell of a movie. Yeah, it Have was. You seen it? Yeah, it was really good. Wow. Uh, now, what are you listening to? When it you know, first came out, it did not get good no, reviews. Ever. None at all. Yeah, but like it took, for some reason, it just needed to marinate. 
and it set and it set and it set and it marinated and bam and finally it started cooking so his wife yeah morgan i believe if i'm correct i'm not sure what year they got married i think they met around uh, 2007 um and they performed yeah this song Like, that's a good song anyway. Amanda, it's an old, yeah, Waylon song. It is, and you hear that, the way he's got that guitar sounding, that is that Waylon sound, that Nashville just, that's everything to me, that sound. That, but if you cannot hear what's so special about him in that song, in that version, like I, I'm blown away by his voice every time, and the way his his wife Morgan harmonizes with him, it is one of the most beautiful things you can hear. Well, I mean, it's almost like God orchestrated it himself. You know, yeah. you have her that is born this way with yeah. this type of voice, and you have him. And you, you just put them together, and it's just like nobody else could have done that. No. No record executive, no talent scout. I mean, it's straight up just a miracle from God. Like, I don't even... It's... It almost makes you emotional just listening to them sing together. The first time that I seen him, she kicked me off the stage, by the way. I was doing a videography... <laughs> At the, uh, it was a, it was a big barbecue festival. It used to happen every year in Owensboro, and mm-hmm. it was a uh, Corey Smith opened for Stapleton. Stapleton opened for um, Travis Tritt. Travis Tritt was pissed off because he was having to open for Jake Owen, and uh-huh. like <laughs> I was doing videography, and Morgan said no. We're only doing photos that come out of the disposable camera because they're real big on that type of stuff. Chris was nice as could be. Yeah. He did a little hello thing on the video for me. Mm -hmm. He was just, but at the time, he didn't have all this. Right. You know? Right. This was 2015 at the time that he did the barbecue thing. But yeah, she told me I had to get off the stage. So, pretty cool. You're being kicked off stage by Chris Stapleton's wife. Yeah. So something I did not mention uh, in his class, it's one thing to be the valedictorian of a class, but when it's a class of 250 students, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. I only had 128 in my class, and I still wasn't the valedictorian. They must have gave him, like, vitamin water. (laughs) But... As you know, at your graduation, if you are the valedictorian for the class, you have to give a speech. Right. His speech, he said he had the biggest uh, fear of speaking in front of a crowd like that. So what did he do? What only Chris Stapleton could do. He sang his speech. Did he really? He sang his speech. I wonder if it's on the internet. I don't know. That's pretty impressive. That's really cool. So... Yeah, in this interview, I don't remember which interview it was. I listened to uh, two interviews with 
you know him and Bobby Bones. I listened to the Rogan interview again. I he heard was it. on Rogan. Yeah, a long time ago. Oh wow! Yeah. I'll have to check that out. It like how ep- long? It was episode one thousand and forty-nine. I think I'm not sure what they're on now. Eighteen hundred. Yeah, like eighteen. Yeah. Well, he just passed seventeen seventy-six not long ago. Okay. Because they thought that he was going to have Trump on for that. <laughs> He's never having Trump on. I think he would, though. Yeah, he, he don't want to. I think he should have done the debates. Oh, he definitely should have, but that'll never happen. Yeah, no, no. They don't want the truth. The other side won't come on. No. Mm-mm. Anyways, but, we don't want to get down that road. Mm-mm. No. So, something else I thought was interesting. You always bring it up you know, at TV shows. Yeah. Because you like to watch TV shows. Yeah, I, what, more than I should. Uh, what two shows do you think he likes the most? Oh, wow. He said it's the only say, two that he's ever binged. Okay. I would say, is it like a something to do with crime? Uh, well, I mean, in a way, but... It's no. not like a crime no. episode. No. So it's a basic TV show? I wouldn't call them that. It's really big. Game well, of yeah, Thrones? Yeah, both of them are. That's one of them. Game of Thrones? The other one, Sons of Anarchy? No. Oh. The Walking Dead. That is awesome. He, he wow. a- Actually, he said that he watched it up until, I feel like he said season five. I've not seen all of it. Like, I've hardly watched, I've not even seen an entire season of The Walking Dead. Just, I never really got, like, I, I enjoyed it. But yeah, my wife does not like those things, so I don't, I don't get to watch that stuff. But uh, and Game of Thrones, I don't have HBO. I've never seen an episode. It's actually pretty good. I know. I've heard everybody say that's really good. But uh, did you notice him in any of the episodes? He was not in The Walking Dead. He was in The Walking Dead as a zombie. Not in The Walking Dead. I'm sorry. Yeah, Game of Thrones. He was not in the Game of Thrones. He was. As what? As like a little you know, background person. Wow. What yeah. year was this? Uh, I don't remember. I heard it in the interview. Uh, I'll have to see if I can find that and get back to you. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Where was I at? So... Uh, 2014 is when he sang the song with uh, Morgan, Amanda. He also had the song Drink a Beer, which he performed um, in honor of Luke Bryan that was unable to attend because he suffered a loss in the family at the CMA Awards. He sung the song Drink a Beer because he wrote it. Oh, yeah. He wrote that song. Luke Bryan released it. That was his biggest song that year. Like it was one of his biggest. He songs was on ever. stage while Luke mm. sung it. You could see like a little silhouette of Chris behind it. I remember that, and that's when Luke was giving him props. And I know a lot of people give Luke hell, but Luke's always respected Chris Stapleton, and he's always been a number one fan. Well, I mean, he's got to be. <laughs> well, yeah, he's gave him a massive hit. Yeah. So on May the fifth, Cinco de Mayo. 2015, he released uh, Traveler, which contained this song.
I don't care who you ask. If anybody says that this is not the best version of that song, they are so stupid and stuck in their ways, it is pathetic. It took me probably about a week to come on to it. Because, I mean, I I loved the George Jones version of it. I loved it. But this kind of grew on me. You know what I mean? And... He wow. made it his own. He sure did. If a song's ever been done like that, it's him. Yeah. Nobody else can do it no. like that, you know? He said in an interview, they you know, asked him why he always has you know, a cover song. On every album he does, he has a cover song. And he explained it in a very, very nice way. I appreciated what he said. He said that he always enjoys... When other artists you know, do their own version of somebody else's song. Because it just adds to the appreciation of that song. Because it, it means enough you know, to somebody else that you know, they want to release it to the world. You know, maybe their style that they put on it is going to connect with like somebody else that wouldn't already knew it. Yeah, like, exactly. I didn't really know the original Tennessee Whiskey. Like, I knew it was a song by George Jones, but it didn't really resonate with me as a George Jones song because it wasn't my style. Yeah. I knew it, but I didn't really care for it as a George Jones song. But when I heard it like that, then I understood how fantastic that song is. It is. It's because a beautiful song. You know, a lot of times people, girls and men are related to a drink, but there's nothing like Tennessee whiskey. I no. mean, you're as smooth mm-hmm. as Tennessee whiskey. I mean, it, it's just a, it's a wonderful song yeah. in itself, just written. But then I, you take somebody like that who put his own little spin on it, I feel like he's doing the covers on everything to pay respect. He is. That's what he's doing. I mean, that's what he said. He said he would love in the future if other artists would want to cover some of him because they ought to. You know, he would like those uh, uh, checks that you get in the mail after the fact. Luke Combs. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> he did a he did one on his Facebook of what are you listening to, and it mm. wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah. bad. See. I think a lot of times, yeah, you know, uh, Stapleton gets kind of pigeonholed as like this. He's you know reserved. He's yeah, you know, dry sense of humor. He's actually, I'm not gonna say he's a stand up comedian, but he's not as reserved as you think he is. He he's kind of stoic on stage. He's all business, strictly business. He only sings yeah you know, three times a week, but that's all his voice can hold. If he tried to sing four times in a week, he said it would take away from his effectiveness on the microphone, and he would suffer the entire performance, and it wouldn't be worth it uh, to the customer to see that. So that's why he only does uh, three concerts a week, because his voice can't take four. He is strictly business on stage he knows he has this gift right that nobody else has nobody yeah. else can sound like. i mean yeah some people are close like yeah josh kaiser's close yeah but he's not no and no. he I, I mean you can't be right right and you know believe it or not i remember seeing and it was him officially in 2014 on facebook looking to buy records like classic records. I mean, he literally had a post to where he, if you had them, he mm-hmm. would buy them. And that was in 2014. Because I think everybody's kind of heard the name before it built up. Yeah. But once it hit, good yeah. Lord. That's all people talked about. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, that's that's a once-in-a-generation in a talent right there. For sure. It's... um. Let's see and turn out. And yeah, that album, uh, Traveler, that was one of his only songs he's ever written that was on that album that he didn't you know, write with a guitar in his hand. 
Which one was that? It was a title track. Yeah, Traveler. He wrote it. His wife had purchased a 1979 Jeep from uh, <clears throat> New Mexico. They had flown into Phoenix. They had got the Jeep from the guy that they bought it from online. She got in the passenger seat. He got in the driver's seat. And as they headed back all the way through all that to Tennessee, he was just looking around. And the road and the situation you know, made a song pop into his head. And that, yeah, so that's how he wrote Traveler. I see. That's about the only time he said it's ever happened where he's not had a guitar in his hand. Usually when he writes a song, this is from his own words, he said, usually when I'm writing a song, I have a guitar in my hand, I start playing, and then some of the chords start, you know, connecting something in my brain, and then every now and then I'll get like a, a melody, and I'll start humming, and then... Here comes a word, two words. You know, he starts putting verses together, and he gets a hook. He says, in all, he can write a song in an hour. Usually, it takes longer than that, but there are, there have been songs he's written in hours. He said he has a lexicon of like all of these recordings, over a thousand. Easy, he said, <laughs> the songs wow. he's recorded. Well, so, so, I mean, after he retires, he's going to have albums coming out. That's crazy. <laughs> Three years. <laughs> so this next song, Parachute, um, it came off of, which album was that? Traveler. Was it Traveler? Okay. Yeah. This is a, yeah, another one of his huge hit singles. You know, I'm real surprised that term had never been said before. Yeah. Because that's so clever when you tell somebody, hey, I'll be there for you. Yeah. I'll be there for you like a parachute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's like a lot of his you know, lyrics really are just really witty and the way he says them though, that's the, that's the thing that always gets me and I don't really say this a lot about a lot of albums, but as I was doing my research, I went back and I listened through. I don't think there's a song that I don't like on Traveler. Yeah, I have to agree on that one. The The next song that you told me to cue up was one of the... Yeah. It's still my top favorite of his. And then when I found out what it was for, right. and then I seen the video and almost cried. Yeah. I mean, he he knows how to put on a good video. I don't know if it's the director, but he's mm-hmm. working with the right people because they brought that song to life. Yes, they did. And you don't you don't always see a good video with a good song mm-hmm. that's been written perfect that connects so many people. And when you told me that he did it live and it was nothing but what phones in the air yeah. with the lights. Mm-hmm. Lord, I, I ain't even gonna say it. You can yeah. say the song, ladies and gentlemen. It's far away.
I mean, it's such a simple song, too. They didn't put all this big production in it. They got his voice and that straight beat of just telling the truth. And yeah. to my understanding, the video was based about suicide, yeah. which can happen to a lot of people. And, mm-hmm. you know, it is so easy to give up. But the strong ones, I mean, you, you find it in you. But, I mean, I see how some people could get in that state of mind. Oh, I for sure can. And just I mean, like the other I, day, you know, Twitch. Do you hear about Twitch? Yes, the DJ. Yeah, for Ellen. Uh, you know, I didn't know that's what happened. Yeah. You know, I thought sure, so. something else happened. You look at his life, And he had man. it all. He did. You Beautiful know? wife. Beautiful kids, beautiful home. He had money. Yeah, you know he had a future, but and you know it's like Robin Williams, man. All yeah. you got, you got these demons. But but here's here's what gets me. Ever and I'm not saying this by saying that it's okay to go do that. But you got a lot of preachers who'll say, "Well, they're in hell." No, not really, because yeah. God judges you on the mental state that you're in. And if you get that low to where you are not yourself, you know, I really, folks, you cannot write these people off as they're in hell. You cannot do it. I mean, I'm not saying if you kill yourself, you're going to heaven. I'm not saying that. I don't think But I'm also saying you're not going to hell over it either. I don't think it has anything to do with how you go. It's what you're... It's where your heart's at when you do go, you know? Well, yeah, and I mean, if you're not mentally there and, me- and able to do it, I do not see how God's going to judge you on it. And I'm just here to say, you know, I know that we don't have a lot of listeners and we're not saying anything that'll change the world, but if you guys ever need to vent, hit us up on Facebook. I give you my cell phone number. I'll listen to any kind of shit, and I'll, I'll, I'll dish it back. Because, yeah. I, I, you know, I probably got, got a lot, lot of shit, too. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, folks, I'm telling you, this life does get better. It's not worth yeah. ending it. it. It hurts so many people. There's a lot of peaks and a lot of valleys in this life. And and there's nothing you can do about it. No. You know, you Mm-mm. just got to keep trucking. Yeah. Uh, keep going. Eventually, you'll get out of the valley. But I'm sure you'll hit another one eventually. Yeah. Guess what? You'll get out of it, too. No matter how how desperate or how dire the situation is, it's um, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I I honestly think we're all here to help each other. In a way, I I I feel like you know, some of the people you know, like Robin Williams, he was a comedian. He made people laugh. That's all he ever did. It's all he ever wanted to do was make people laugh, and he was a great person. He helped so many people like away from you know cameras but he was eating he was getting eaten away oh yeah by demons that he had just had had he'd been dealing with uh, depression almost his whole life he had it all yeah but you know what we can't always see what's eating at somebody so when we say oh you got it made you got you got the perfect life you know what maybe they don't and <laughs> and you know sometimes when I feel like dread and just overwhelming, if you just get up off the couch and just walk around the yard, walk down the street, you would be surprised at what just that much would do to your mind and your body. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. You know? Yeah. Just physical activity up. helps. Uh, uh, more than a lot of things, Yeah, uh, physical activity helps a lot. Yeah. So, in 2015... Honestly, this is the first time I'd ever seen him uh, perform. It was at the CMA Awards when him and Mr. Justin Timberlake were on stage and they sang Tennessee Whiskey. And I remember hearing that like, yeah, Justin Timberlake, I was not an NSYNC fan. I hated all the boy bands. I always thought he was a great actor, though. Yeah, he's... He's a he's a good actor, but I his, mean he's not Kevin Costner. His but. his voice is amazing. Oh he's yeah, he's got a great voice. But when he got showed up on that stage by Chris Stapleton, I was like, man, over 
overnight, the record sales went through the roof. Yeah, and over that, that version is yeah you know, still to this day one of the most memorable you know, moments of the CMA Awards ever. Yeah. Did you know how they met? Who? Justin Timberlake and uh, Chris Stapleton. Justin was a fan, and he wanted to meet him. Right. Well, his wife, uh, Jessica, yeah, uh, Bill. Yeah. Yeah, Jessica Bill. I always get her and yeah, Jessica Alba confused. Lord Jessica Alba. <laughs> but all right, so Jessica Bill uh, contacted Chris. This is before 2015. He played a birthday party. Mm-hmm. She yeah. called him to play his yeah you know, private birthday party because Justin had seen a uh, YouTube video of him singing and he was blown away by it. And he had made the comment to Jessica about it. So uh, Jessica <laughs> contacted Chris yeah. and she got him to come play his birthday party. And ever since then, he said that night they were, you know, singing duets and stuff, you know, together. And that uh, Justin was blown away and they've been really good friends ever since. It's funny what kind of gifts you can get when you have money. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, I think that was before he was really expensive. But still, I'm it, sure he yeah, wasn't cheap. Yeah, I'd say they could afford him now. Well, if you think you about know? it, if somebody asked me to do that, I would do that for free. You oh, know? yeah. Justin Timberlake and yeah, Jessica Bill. Yeah. <laughs> There's no telling who his friends are, you know? Right. So, but. I went outside of his uh, his mama's house in Memphis. I found it. Justin's. That's creepy. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I was thinking, man, he probably comes here for, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. He probably paid for that house. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> so he must have a thing with Cinco de Mayo. Because then uh, May the 5th, uh, 2017, he released, he released, he released from A Room, Volume 1. And then uh, he released Volume 2 on December 4th. First of the same year, 2017. Both debuted at number two on the Billboard 200 charts. Um, go ahead and play this one. This is one of one of my favorite songs. You know, to hear them sing together. That's Chris and Morgan. From the soundtrack, Southern Family. I just think it's a it's a great twist on a classic song. Just so much passion in it. Yeah, and they're so beautiful together. Like their voices were, you know, <clears throat> molded uh, by yeah you know, God's own hand. I know it was. Like I know He led her to Him, and Him to her. They were meant to be together. You can hear it in their voice. Oh yeah. It's so beautiful. But, so, uh, let's see here. Where was that at? Off those albums in 2017, uh, Broken Halos is one of them that really hit. Yes, was, that was a really good song. It was a really, really big song. Da, 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 da. And then he did uh, a cover of uh, midnight train to memphis which i thought that was fantastic yes. <laughs> there's so, not a lot that i don't like listening to right you know 
it would be hard for us to put every song on this episode yeah, because we would just be pl- doing a playlist. Yeah, it would just you be know? music constantly. Which right. I mean, so wouldn't be bad. It would probably be the best sounding yeah, podcast we'd ever done. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I don't have very many notes after this. Actually, I have none. Okay. But, so let's just give our thoughts on yeah. the last five. Well, in 2020, he released you know, the album starting over and this is the cover track This album was released right after you know, COVID kind of hit. So it was kind of. He still won the award shows with it. Yeah. Yeah, no. It didn't matter. No. Like, you know. It was huge. Because, once again, every song on the album is good. You know, everybody says he could sing the phone book. Mm-hmm. But, like, I would actually pay. To hear him sing the phone book. I would too. Just to see what it would sound like. You got Stephen Carter on. Yeah. Do they no. even have a phone book anymore? <laughs> yeah, they do. do some they? Sort. A lot of rural areas have them. I heard a little discussion on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. They were just talking about that. That's why, that's why I know. Really? <laughs> yeah. Right. So the next song I got queued up is about his dog. Did you know that? I did not. It's called Maggie's Song. What songs basically is just like their time with that dog because that dog has been such a huge you know part of their life. I usually don't like to get into you know artists yeah children because they're you know minors and you really don't want to you know, right. I'm not gonna, so I'm not gonna say their names, but it's got five kids with you know, uh, Morgan. <laughs> wow. The the last two were a set of twin girls. He's got his own band. Yeah. He's got his own basketball team for sure. I don't know. I know for a fact he's got three girls and one boy. Yeah. But I don't know what the other one is. Because I've never heard an interview. I don't know which one he was talking about. I only heard one son, but he could have another one. I'm not positive. And actually, I'm not even real sure if the twins are girls, but it doesn't really matter. But yeah. This song, going on. this song right here called Cold, I just mm-hmm. love it because it's like I can see myself with somebody who treats you just so cold yeah. that you just want to call up Chris and say, hey, you sing this to her?
I'm telling you, I mean, I would love to hear Josh Kaiser try it. I would, too. You know? I mean, and, like, Chris sounds good with a massive production or just a guitar. Yeah. Either way, you get the same thing. I think what it is that's so special is he's not really a country singer. He's a blues singer. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's but a, he has the country look. He has the country yeah. sound. and Yeah. You know. All the instruments are country. Yeah. But that voice is bluesy. And, oh, man, yeah. blues, I don't care if you say you don't like blues, the emotion that they have in every blues song yeah. just grabs a hold of you. And it really... It pulls at your heart yeah. the whole time you're listening to it, and it makes you a part of that song, and his voice does that with every single note that he hits. It's insane. Yeah. Did you say you know, earlier, I had a rough day at work, <laughs> but you, know, you had you know, called me earlier, and you, and you texted me and said he was in Bowling Green at the Corvette plant. He was. Because he was getting... His uh, Corvette, he you know, ordered a a, a special you know, order Corvette. And yeah, and when and when you buy one, you have the opportunity to watch phases of it get made. Sure, not everybody does, but he did. Well, him and Brad Paisley, they <laughs> yeah. did the same process. Oh yeah, yeah. Brad Paisley did it three times, but yeah, yeah he was he was in Bowling Green, Kentucky today. Yeah. But this is the last song that I have uh, queued up that I yeah. wanted to make sure that we played because. It's another term that we have all lived, and it's a thousand wonders it's never been sung before. This is called Millionaire. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those little sayings where, you know, if you have all those things in your life, you know, you do feel like a millionaire. Even, But, I mean, he's... Hey, he is a millionaire. Everywhere around. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, every, every, like, his bank account and in life, like, he's, he's killing it. I'd say if we did do a hypothetical on it, I would not have a fight song. Mm-hmm. Unless it's the one, uh, I'm the last to know, or something like that, isn't it? I'll be the first to know. All right, so the song I'd listen to forever mm-hmm. is Fire Away. What about you? Oh, man, there's so many. Yeah, but you got to pick one. I uh, know. Uh,. I'm looking through the list. Well, now. Um, this could take a while. Uh, see. Jeez. Um. See, I like Fire Away. I love his Tennessee whiskey. I love. I love a song we didn't talk about off a of, uh, Traveler. Which one? That it almost makes you cry when you hear it. You know, Daddy doesn't pray anymore. Oh yes, how did that not get on the list? I don't know, but I mean, damn, dude, that's uh, a good one. Shoot, it almost yes. makes me cry just talking about it. Yes, like, that, that is a really good song. That song, I could listen to it forever, and I'll cry every time. Probably. So is that the one? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say it. All right, so which I do love that song. Which one would you make love to? Mm, not that one. Uh, Tennessee whiskey, probably. <laughs> Just because that's basically what he's doing. It's uh, preparing her to drinks. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to go with that, too, because you can't get no better than that. No, I mean, it's kind of yeah. hard. Like, 
I could almost listen to the song Amanda, like the version that they did of Amanda. Yeah. yeah. I could honestly, I could do uh, "You'll Never Leave Harlan Alive" that he did with Patsy. Yes. Yeah, you know, Patty. Yeah. Uh, like there's so many songs I I could listen to forever and be satisfied. Like I would be happy right. with it. But uh, man, yeah, uh, Midnight Train to Memphis. I could do. I could listen to that one constantly. Yeah, it, it's the fight song is the issue, really. It is, because none of his music makes you want to fight. It mm. makes you want to appreciate what you're hearing, what you're able to hear. Like, thank you, God, for giving me ears so I can hear Chris Stapleton. I mean, that's that's how it is when mm-hmm. it comes to Chris. It really now, is. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, folks, do not go to his concert and expect... Here we go. To be just <laughs> blown away uh, with uh, entertainment. I mean, his vocals is enough to where I meant if to you bring appreciate that up later. That. Yeah. But, like, I seen Jamie Johnson, and I'm a massive Jamie Johnson fan, but literally almost fell asleep. Now, I don't think that same thing would happen with Chris because he screams and he, the guitar is just on fire, you know, but. You're not gonna get nobody like running across the stage. No, know? he doesn't run across the stage. Right. But But it's real. He's not singing to a track either. You no. Know? And honestly, the song Sometimes I Cry. Yeah, that's a good one too. His voice Sometimes in that I'll one cry. just blow you yeah. away. Mm-hmm. If you are a fan of just good singing music. Yeah. Not something that you're going to hear in a club. Not something that you're going to you know, try to get pumped up to. But something that you want to feel like you had a, a religious experience. You need to go see Chris Stapleton. Yeah. If you're looking to get pumped up, if you're looking to hear something you'll hear in a club, you might want to go hear Morgan Wallen and pay $7,000 for a ticket. Yeah. Um, that don't even come with free t-shirts. Yeah. I want to go back to what my wife sent me. Was, was that TikTok I she saw, sent me? Yeah, I seen that, that girl. Yeah. <laughs> she said, That's floating around. Yeah. I'm sure. It's just like yeah. $600 to go see Morgan Wallen. Well, let me tell you. If I pay $600 for a seat at a concert, it better be on his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's just insane. But, you know, the fans are doing it. Until everybody stake, takes a stand and stop buying it, it's yeah. going to keep happening. It, it, it's going to keep happening until yeah. it tops out or he dwindles away to obscurity. But for Chris Stapleton, he's not charging those amounts. Right. Because he's a decent person. He is. <laughs> yeah. And he's got the most talent in country music and all of music. I would, I mean, him and Adele, I would put pretty close and did you know he got to write a song for Adele? Yeah. So, I mean, he's, and it was all because he was he's in. He's a Grammy winner, It too. was all because he was in the Steel Drivers. It's right. the only reason he got to work with Adele, hmm. which is wild. But yeah. something else, he said one of the, you know, two cool things have happened to him in his career. Well, two of the coolest. He got to perform with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers in Wrigley Field. Those are two things off a bucket list that happened at once. And then the other one, uh, he was in upstate New York. They were playing a show on stage, and he looks over on the side of the stage, and uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss is standing over there. Wow. (laughs) Watching it, because he played there the night before. He heard he was going to play there the next night. He wanted to stay and see it. So he was standing on stage during the show Hmm. just to watch him. <laughs> so That's he was impressive. like he he found out Gene Simmons was a huge fan of him. So those are uh, uh, two of his biggest highlights. But those are pretty gigantic highlights. Yeah. Those are awesome. Yeah. So sure. what's your rating? Oh, without a doubt, five stars. I'm gonna go. He one. will be in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Yeah, he will. It's a matter of time. I'm gonna give him a five point two. Okay, well, that's a new number, folks. Yeah. That is a new number. I would, I would go 5.1, but that's not enough. I got to go 5.2. All right. <laughs> well, like like we said again, folks, you know, uh, with depression, don't ever let it get you down. Yeah. If, you, if we can do something, if we can come up with a bunch of jokes about Jordan, 
Mm-hmm. We can do it. Yeah. All day long. But stay with us, folks. Life Some is too precious. Times in our lives. <laughs> we all. All right. I'm not going to sing anymore. Yeah. But, Give me uh, a rope. Done <laughs> got him. Done got him to end it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to have to be a short one. Uh, <laughs> all right, folks. Thank you, as always, for helping us out and listening to us. And let us know. What you want to hear? Yeah, Mr. Blevins did that, and he got his wish. He did. Your wish Merry is Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Now, now then, somebody else, step up. Okay. Until next time, folks, remember to like, share, rate, review, follow, all that jazz. Hasta mañana. This here podcast was prepared and accomplished by the Country Music Critic. The views and opinions expressed on the Country Music Critic are not necessarily those of the guests, sponsors, or anyone associated with the production of this here podcast. The Country Music Critic releases itself from all misrepresentation. Any information shared on this podcast was researched and obtained using the World Wide Web, a.k.a. the Interweb. Comments made on the Country Music Critic are meant to be informative, comical, or just plain silly, and not meant to defame, asperse, calumniate, slander, traduce, vilify, or be maligned in any way. Why do you boys consistently make me say all of them tough words? Don't like it. Thanks for joining us on the Country Music Critic, and we'll catch y'all next time. <laughs>